Thank you very, very much. I am so glad you are here with us for this special live town hall edition of Street Soldiers and our ongoing series of Push for Peace town hall shows back in Brooklyn for the second time in a row, second year in a row. So Brooklyn, stand up. So much and I love you too and maybe you saw some of the social media blasts going around some of the news articles that have already been coming out overnight and early this morning the have you are doing right here with your organizations and in your own lives and we want to acknowledge the work that you're doing in our communities and in our city and in our country so thank you very much for that we're happy to be a part of it and happy to shine a little light on it our topic for this town hall is gangs guns broken lives, getting beyond the violence, because we want to talk about what is really happening in our streets and what you all have seen is working in terms of saving lives and making things better. There's no question things have gotten better in a lot of parts of the city, but there's still parts where people are concerned, where people are afraid, where they do hear gunshots when they go to sleep. And that's what we're talking about, and also protecting the little ones and what kind of an example we're setting for them and as adults and as communities coming together. That's what this is all about. And uh, we could not have done this without the support, the tremendous support, from the Brooklyn Borough President, Eric Adams. And Eric, I would love to have you come up and say a few words to the audience. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, and for, you know, year after year coming here. You know, this is your house. You know, I made that clear uh, when I got elected. This is not about being some historical building that occupies downtown Brooklyn that you can walk past and feel as though it's distance from you. This house belongs to you, and you are allowed to come in here anytime you want hold any events. I want to thank some of these organizations that's here, Man Up and SOS and uh, Sean Duke and so many others. But also I want to acknowledge those who you see often on TV and you believe that they are disconnected when they're not. Uh, brother Telfair, um, what you do, Sebastian, what you do. This brother came in to visit me here and said, Eric, I want to do something for Coney Island. He put his money where his mouth is, renovating basketball courts and creating a safe haven for young people to come and do what they have to do, you know. And so, this is an important show. And your, your message must be heard, and I, I can't say that enough. This, this city belongs to you, and young people, you need to take over this city. People want you to stop the violence, they need to start employing. They want you to stop the violence, they need to stop disrespecting you by stopping you on the street and sh shaking you down with police abuse. They want you to stop the violence, they need to stop building buildings in your community and not allow you have the right to be employed in those same sites. Stop the violence. They need to start giving money to these nonprofit organizations that are on the ground doing the right thing every day, but they cannot be funded to do those things. Stop the violence. They need to make sure that we have adequate books and materials in our schools so our young people can be employed. So what I'm saying to you, there's a whole new gang that is emerging in this city and is made up of people of color, young people, men and women who are saying that we are going to show how to use our energy and our power not to go after each other, but how do we go to a place where we're going to build each other. Be fearless, be bold, be true, be you. Don't be afraid as you take this on. There's only two ways to go. You can 
run from your fear and be reflective, or you can meet your fear head on and rise for the occasion. Rise for the occasion. Let's make this happen. All right, thank you very much, Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Oh, we can do better than that for Eric Adams. He really made this possible for us. And you heard what he said. My house is your house? Well, I don't know. The moving trucks may be pulling up right away. We'll get the party started. But our topic is the gangs, guns, broken lives, moving beyond the violence. And many of you are doing this work on a daily basis in our communities. There's also people who are not involved in the streets but are involved in the entertainment world, other worlds, sports, fashion, that have come out to support our effort. And I, wa I want to acknowledge a couple that just came out again this year to support us here. You see them on the reality TV show, Black Ink Crew, Caesar and Duchess. Please stand up and show the love for, for supporting us. that. And also, you heard her speak on our show on Hot 97 Street Soldiers. A lot of you followed the story of the murder of Chinks, and it's something that we've been following very closely. I've been following it also for Fox 5, pressing for justice and for answers. And we appreciate the courage of his wife and his family. Janelle Caceres Pickens, could you please stand up for a second, get some love from everybody. talk about what the effects are. And of course, I'm going to be taking your comments, coming out into the audience and getting your questions and your comments. You can follow us on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, hashtag push for peace on the gram as well. And uh, let me introduce our panel without further ado. I'm going to start on this end here. You've heard him on Hot 97 Street Soldiers. Shan Duke McFadder, the founder of GMAC. All right. <laughs> and also, I want to acknowledge a person from the community who's been very active in the community behind the scenes at Street Soldiers. And uh, she was actually the one that first put us in touch with Shan Duke a couple of years ago, I think it was, and brought, brought him to Street Soldiers and, and to our attention and the work that he was trying to do in the community, turning lives around. Trisha Conner Francis, please stand up. Okay. And good thing we have the Bed-Stuy Volunteer Ambulance Corps in the building because if you, you know, start to go into labor, we got it covered here for you. <laughs> All right, Sebastian Telfair, Coney Island, Mermaid Houses. NBA star. Sebastian just surprised us today, which we love so much. I did a story on him. I went out to Coney Island and did a story on Fox 5 about the basketball courts that uh, he's been trying to build and he's trying to build there and working with the borough president with this amazing design. So we're really happy to have him here and uh, representing athletes. Sebastian, thank you so much. I think you might have seen the show that this guy is on, sitting next to him. Mo, AKA Rafe, Money and Violence. And we asked Mo to come on this week and on this particular episode of Street Soldiers Are Live Town Hall because he is committed to setting a good example and letting people know that you can follow your dreams even when the odds are against you. So we're gonna hear from him about that. So give it up for Mo. 
Also with us is Abdullah Green. She's a former prosecutor, a New York criminal defense attorney. And next to Abdullah is Chris Rivers. I call him the Mike Crusher. If you heard him downstairs, you know why. And next to him is Julius Wilson with 500 men making a difference. And 500 men and the women who support them making a difference because thank you all so much for the fantastic job you did again for us this year providing food and drinks for everybody. We appreciate it. All right, so let's get this started. Talking about the violence, Shanduke, when you see what's going on in the streets, the problem they keep saying is young people, gangs, and guns. Why? I mean, why is, is why are they saying that or why is it happening? Why is it happening? Uh, society. Um, from where I stand, we understand that we're dealing with an issue that's public health, that's mental. Um, and it just didn't start with our generation today. It didn't start with me. It started for many, many years, and there's a system that's been set up through our music, through our movies, through our TV. Every outlet to our young people is telling them that this is the life they're supposed to live. So when they are five years old and they're seeing it, and they're 10 years old and they're seeing it, and they're 15 to 20 years old, and it's the same repetitive thing in every neighborhood, how do you want to tell them that the life that they're living isn't a regular life, isn't a normal life? It's every day, everywhere we turn. So they're only gravitating towards what life gives them. What made you want to decide to turn your life around? Uh, well, actually, I got my two sons in here. They're 15 years old. Isaiah and Elijah, you know I always put you on the blast. But yeah, stand up. I, why I say that, when I was in prison many years ago, um, I, I came across a man whose son came up to him in the prison yard. I was in Sing Sing Correction Facility. And the exchange I saw was, I didn't want my sons walking up to me in the prison yard, so I had to do something different for them. It wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about the life I wanted to live. It was how can I be something that gravitates towards positive and change my life for my young boys. All right, Sebastian Telfair, growing up in mermaid houses, Coney Island. There was a lot around you. We talked about that on Fox 5. You can see that interview on lisaevers.com. The, what kept you on the side of sports and kept you away from what was happening in the streets there? Because there was a lot going on in that community at that time, especially. Role model. Uh, I was fortunate to have a role model on my cousin, Stephon Marbury. And um, I think that's something that we all can look, look ourselves in the mirror and be a role model to help the, the youth behind us. Um, I think that would stop a lot, a lot of violence. You know, be a person that these kids want to look up to, you know, show them the right things. And uh, fortunate for me, I had a role model. And you're now, now helping uh, to build those basketball courts for the kids. Absolutely. So I'm just following the uh, same footsteps that he did. You know, they did positive things for me to get to where I'm at, and I want to do the same thing for my community. It's very, very important for me to understand that these kids are looking at me to do the right things so that they can do positive things. All right, Moses, the show, Money and Violence, YouTube sensation, a lot of talk about you guys doing it on a bigger platform, a lot of efforts towards that, but some people are a little, little concerned about the message there. Mm -hmm. Well, um, you know, a lot of people judge the show just mainly based off of the title, Money and Violence, but um, what they need to realize is that what we do is we use the show as a platform to, uh, to show these kids the type of life and what the consequences are. You know, every single episode, there's messages implanted, there's a lot of principles, the whole storyline is principle-based. You know, I believe that the Cosby Show approach doesn't work anymore. You know, these children, they want, you, you have to approach them in a way that, that, that's relatable to them. You have to speak to them in their language. So, 
because because the, the truth is that you know there's a very thin line between an old man talking BS and what they consider as an OG kicking wisdom, and that thin line is respect. So therefore, if they don't respect you, your advice is going to go in one ear and out the other. Now, when we were walk- when we were walking down Flatbush Avenue doing the story, another story we did for Fox Five, I'm very happy about. But when we were walking down uh, Flatbush Avenue. You, we couldn't walk two feet without people stopping you, talking about how much they appreciated the show and, and you representing the real struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what I want to say first and foremost, because uh, people say that Money and Violence is a New York show or it's a Brooklyn show. Like, I'm not arrogant enough. No one can claim the struggle for their own. You know, that's something that's worldwide. You know, I think the show has the appeal that it has because it's one world, uh, one hood, one struggle. We all go through the exact same things, and I think a lot of people were able to relate to it. Uh, I think that's why people love the show as well because I was ready to compromise entertainment for authenticity before I compromised authenticity for entertainment. And... I didn't want to glorify violence, but what I wanted to do was help people to understand these characters that, under normal circumstances, they probably would cross the street to avoid. And to understand that they're human, they're not animals, they're just trying to get by, and they're just, they're victims. They're victims of their circumstances. Because what we, what we don't understand with the youth is that a lot of the youth have nothing. You know, no jobs. They, 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 they live in these areas that are, that are very poverty-stricken, and all they have is their reputation. All they have is their manhood. So when someone tries to take that, they defend it. I mean, that's all they viciously, because that's, that's all they, all they, they have. have. So if you gave them something, gave them jobs, you gave them, you know, where, where uh, they can feel that they have something, then they'll feel that they have something to lose. But all they feel that they have to lose growing up in these neighborhoods is their reputation, is their manhood, because that's all they have. And that's what, that's what resonates so much with people with the show, with, with Money and Violence and your second season coming up? Yes, yes, second season coming soon. Hopefully coming the soon. End of the, in a perfect world, end of September. All right, all right. Abdullah, Abdullah Green, as you look at the, uh, you were a former prosecutor, now you're a defense attorney. The, the way the laws have changed, the way the laws are affecting our youth, what are your biggest concerns? I think some of, sorry. Some of my biggest concerns, like, like Lisa said, I was a former prosecutor and now I'm a defense attorney. And it's obviously two different worlds. But one of the concerns that I see now is just the way um, people are being arrested, the unfairness in the arrest system. I'm hearing a lot of stories that, you know, as a prosecutor, sometimes you're in your closed little world. So, but now I'm hearing a lot of stories and I'm like, really? Like the police are really doing this? Like I've had defendants who told me their money, they were basically, you know, robbed. <laughs> so. It's, it's a different world, and I see that the laws right now, as they're being um, implemented, how it's having a horrible effect on the black and Hispanic community, um, it truly is the new Jim Crow. I believe that we need to not only focus on the violence, but also focus on going forward. You know, we need black economic power. You know, black economic power needs to be had, and, you know, the communities. It's very important because no matter how many marches that you have, no matter how many protests that you have, and we need protests. I'm an African-American woman that, that needs to be done. However, without black economic power, without that being put forth, no one's going to listen. We need to start having stores in our community that are owned by our own people. Um, we need to applaud people. We need to applaud people like you know, some, some of the other men up here on the stage. Um, 
men like Mr. Um, uh, Money and Violence, <laughs> Mr. Ray, for doing shows. He has been in that area and he's doing shows. He's not someone coming from the outside who's profiting from something they don't understand. So I think that we could cure a lot of things if we have black economic power now. My own daughter couldn't get a summer job. Right? You know, you know, I'm an attorney and she could not even get her summer job. So she's unemployed. When I was younger, it was easy for me to literally just walk down the streets of Flatbush and get a job. And, they, and they'd advertise for summer yeah, jobs too. And they cannot get it now. So what is the youth left to do? They're, they're just left to idle. And unless they have parents who are like really on them, what are they going to do? They're going to turn to the streets. So we need to bring back black economic power. And that needs to be a serious situation that needs to be addressed. All right. Thank you very much. Chris Rivers. Hey. We're in Brooklyn, but we're getting love from the Bronx as well. Yes. The hip-hop music has been a way of empowerment for a lot of people, too. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, I think it's uh, massive empowerment, really, because uh, just like, um, I love your show, so I'm going to call you Rafe, if you don't mind, real quick. <laughs> so, right, just man. like Rafe was saying, like a lot of these kids don't have uh, much besides their respect, and I think in the same sense, a lot of kids don't have much besides their music. And I, I've met kids personally, like I'm 21 now, so I just got out of high school by three, four years ago, and I, and I knew my bros, and, and some of them will listen to Lil Wayne before they listen to their parents. Like, you know what I'm saying, for what he's saying, like they respected his word more than their own parents. So I think when you're in a position of power, and um, I think music is a real good position of power because you're influencing the masses and you're influencing the youth. The youth, when you're in a position of power, I think it's not only a privilege, but an obligation for you to use that power for good. Like, you're, you're the reason why these kids are doing these things because you glamorize a certain lifestyle. And I think that if you glamorize a more positive outlook through your music and you told people that they weren't alone or if you made them feel like they could be more progressive opposed to just coming up like you, like, yeah, you could say that you earned your stripes in the street, but you could tell them that there's other ways and that it wasn't an easy path for you and if you could have chose a different one because you're rich now so you're not trapping still you're rich you know what I'm saying so it's like if, if, if you're a rich lifestyle the way that you are you if you could have gotten there without struggling as much as you did and being in the streets and constantly watching your back and if you told the youth that that's not the way through the music I think that would have a massive impact yeah. All right. thank you very much for that Julius Wilson 500 men making a difference you're part of a community group a community organization with Wayne Devonish as the president, helping us with the push for peace again this year, coming to the rescue. Tell us about the image of men in the community too, why that's so important to your organization. The image of men is very important in our community. More importantly, it's the action that men take. 500 Men Making a Difference is an organization that's all about action. So I came to you today just to talk to you a little bit about action and what needs to happen. Action is when you move from one place and you move to another and you make something happen. So the question is, is what is our men doing to help our community? What steps are they taking to protect our children? What steps are they taking to ensure economic viability for the family? So for those steps, in order for us to be successful, the men have to stand up. And I'm talking to you young men. I want you to look at me when I'm talking to you, because I'm talking to y'all. I want y'all to go and do what you got to do. I want you to take the examples of the positive men out here, up on this panel, and throughout the community, and chart, chart your life just like that. We have to have respect towards each other. We have to do something. We're losing this battle. There's so many things that's happening in the community that we don't take accountability for. We have to talk to each other. We have to be accountable to each other. AT took me underneath his wing. His wing. Abgar took me underneath his wing back in the day. Now I'm sitting on a panel. 
Shanduke, I'm sure you can attest, we don't want to sit in the box no more. We want to do some other things. I don't have long money like Sebastian Talapair, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm offering free OSHA classes and free scaffolding classes for anybody that's interested in getting in the construction community. All right, My company is. is going to do that. Why? Because I believe in you. And if, if you want to get down with something, you want economic power, you got to have a job that brings you something. Everybody's not going to be a rock star, everybody's not going to be a rap star, and everybody's not going to be a hoop star. So you got to make up your mind what you're going to do. You have to have a plan. The reason why we're failing in this particular situation is because we don't have a plan to action. So I'm calling on everybody to take action. Don't let your kids sit in front of the TV and look at all that foolishness. Don't let them watch all that violence. Stop playing the video games over and over again where it paralyzes you, where you can't go get a job. Don't smoke, drink things that, that, that stop you from being productive. If you can't, if you know you're going to get a job and you have to be, and you have to go through a piss test, don't do it to yourself. I'm asking you to take responsibility. I'm asking you to stand up and protect your children and to yield the power that you have. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for our panel. You're listening to a special broadcast live town hall. Hot 97 Street Soldiers push for peace. We are putting them for a hall. right after this. Thank you very much. My name is Lisa Evers. I'm the host of Hot 97 Street Soldiers, and we are live at Brooklyn Borough Hall, second year in a row, our push for peace, right here. And we have a special panel for you. I'm gonna come out in the audience here and take some, some calls, some questions and some comments. And let me introduce, reintroduce our panel to you. If you're just joining us, we are doing our Push for Peace Town Hall show live from Brooklyn Borough Hall. You can follow me on Twitter, at Lisa Evers in the gram. Hashtag is Push for Peace. So even if you weren't able to be here with us, you can still spread the love, spread the peace by using hashtag Push for Peace. Push the number four peace in your social media. On the panel with us, Shanduke McFadder, founder of GMAC, community organization working for our youth. Next to him is Brooklyn's own Coney Island, from Coney Island, NBA star Sebastian Telfair. We also have Moses, AKA Rafe, creator and star of Money and Violence. Abdullah Green, a former prosecutor and criminal defense attorney. The one and only Mike Crusher, Chris Rivers. And Julius Wilson from 500 Men Making a Difference. Now, you know street soldiers, we only got but so much time. So if you want to talk, if you have a comment, I'm going to come around. We're going to try to get in as many different voices as possible. I want to go right now to Brooklyn's own Minister Lamar Whitehead. How are you? How you doing, Lisa? I thank you guys for coming today. Um, I'm Pastor Lamar Whitehead. A lot of you guys know me. I'm a youth uh, preacher. And one of the main issues with our community, and we need to stop covering this up, is our leaders, okay? We need to start pulling the skirts up on our leaders. Let's stop, let's stop thinking that NYPD is our babysitters. We have politicians, we have pastors, we have elected officials. We need to start knocking on the doors of our pastors. I'm a pastor, and I tell my colleagues, 
get from out of the four walls of the church and come out to the community. If you want to bring Jesus involved with this, he didn't do his work inside of the temple. He did his work outside of the temple. That's right. All right? Our young, last but not least, our young people can see through bull crap. All right? So if you're going to come to them, come to them, come to them correct. Come to them honestly. All right? My father was killed when I was six weeks old, strangled to death and beaten to death by police officers. All right? I had to grow up without a dad. I was illegally convicted, did six years in penitentiary, all right? But I'm still doing me. I got elected officials calling me for my endorsements now, all right? You young people, you stay encouraged. Go on my website, leadersoftomorrowbrooklyn.org. All right, thank you very much, Pastor Lamar Whitehead. I'm coming into the audience. I want to see some hands up. Don't come up to me after the show and say, oh, Lisa, you didn't come to me. Stand up and say your first name and what's your question or comment. Hi, my name is Isabella Dogalanya, and my question is to Ms. Green and anybody that can answer. In terms of moving beyond violence, what efforts are currently being made to bridge the gap between promoting police legitimacy and community relations, both on the community leadership side and bringing the community members as a whole in? All right, uh, Abdullah, police re re community relations, where do you see it right now? They say there's been a lot of changes in the last year. We just did a show on this recently. Not everyone agrees with that. Where do you see this? Well, as far as p police community relations, I think the mayor had um, started a program called Air Out, where he took a lot of cops all, who were originally on desk duty and now assigned them to the street with the um, underlying you know, premise to be to like reduce crime. However, I feel like it hasn't really been effective because the community still really doesn't have a lot of trust in police officers. Now, not all police are bad. They, they, are, they are needed, let's be honest, right? Because if someone comes and, and you know, um, robs my house, what are you gonna do? You're gonna call the police or you're gonna call your cousin, right? One or the other. But you're gonna call the police, so they are necessary. But I don't think anything really effective has been done to really bridge the trust that is needed um, within the community. I think more needs to be done. I think we may need police officers who are from the community, even if it's on a small level basis. Just try, try to start it out. And we need more people to apply, more people of color, um, blacks and Hispanics, and that, to and join that's, the police that's force. That's definitely an issue, and that, that's an issue that's been raised uh, on the show. Let me go to Hip Hop Gamer. If you have a question or comment, raise your hand. Maybe Rose can help me with some of the people in the audience uh, get, getting people queued up here. Hip Hop Gamer, the one and only. This guy's a video game king. But you got a, you got a comment about this topic? Yeah, I got a comment. Um, first of all, just like I love everybody here. This is amazing. Everybody showed up. This is crazy. So it's good to see everybody together. Um, the comment that I got, uh, I actually had a comment and a question. The, I'll make this quick. The comment that I have is that a lot of people don't understand that a lot of people don't love themselves. And they're so quick to point the finger at everybody else but themselves. And not understanding that if you really want to change to happen, you got to have, a, you got to change yourself and love yourself. And then you could give that off. A lot of it is just good energy. You know what I'm saying? That, that, and the question that I had was for, for my man Chris. Um, the question that I have is when we talk about you know trap music and a lot of stuff like that, I feel like there's not enough balance. You yeah. know what I'm saying when it comes to hip hop music and just music in general. Have you thought about planning, getting with other artists to actually form your own label and kind of be the force of change for that message against the mainstreams? Oh, uh, he putting you right on the spot there. Go uh, ahead, Chris. Nah, I know nah, you can nah, handle nah, it. Nah, it's totally fine. Um, I definitely do believe like, well to first say like trap music, it's um, there's nothing wrong with that type of music. There's every type of music in the world and, and, they're, all, and they're all fine. It's just that when that becomes the core 
base of what hip hop is as a representation of hip hop, that's the problem because hip hop is more about the culture. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and, and trap music doesn't represent an entire culture. It represents a select group of individuals that's doing what they have to do to get there even though it's a, it's a tough road. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, um, I, I, I am independent. I do, I do wanna be on the foregrounds of making this uh, movement in hip hop where it's bringing it back to the golden age in a sense where the lyrics are there, the stories are there, the relatableness is there, and it's more of a message than whip that pot and get your, get your cash up and you know all that stuff. So I definitely do believe that the more people who is willing to use music as a catalyst to progress uh, young, the youth and individuals, I think more and more will follow that and I'm definitely willing to be in the forefront of that. And, and we definitely, we had a group here that was supporting us, uh, Hip Hop Ed, the Science Geniuses, the whole crew that was here, they use, I don't know if any of them are still here from uh, Hip Hop Ed, they use uh, rap music and hip hop as a means to teach science yeah. and to learn science and it's to epic. do battles. It's, it's really crazy they, yeah. were, they were doing that out there. So big, big shout out to them. Now you have, a t you have a t shirt on that says parents response team and you got a comment and I want to invite our guests on the panel to jump in as Yeah, well I wanted too. to say something anyway, Lisa. Yeah, go ahead. Um, about that comment. Positive rap isn't sexy. It doesn't sell. The stations don't want to put it on. So when brothers tell you that they're getting together to do that, I haven't seen anybody come to the forefront to do something that's as simple as pushing that positive music out. It's, it, one of the things that helped me change in my life was changing the type of music that I listened to. Something that promoted the things that I did didn't help me. So I actually started listening to people like Life Jennings. Right, because it changed my thought process. But like I said, these things are not sexy for our radio. They're not sexy for our TV. Artists don't come out and go right into a positive song. I hate to use it, but Remy Ma came home and she went back to shooting guns. Same crap, it's the same difference. It's not changing if, if the people who have the power to push you and give you the money don't want those, that music on our radio stations. All right, that's true. You have a question or comment? Yeah, I know that's real. Okay, my name is Monica Cassaberry. I'm a mother who also lost my child to gun violence. Mm. It'll be four years, September 19th. My question is, if you still live in a community, how can you go past it? How can you get past the violence if you're still in that community and you have no form of help or source of help? You mean the people that are responsible for the violence or the people that are living in are afraid? Exactly, so who are living and afraid. In terms of getting, getting past the fear. Is the, past the fear? Yeah. Uh, well, there's many organizations out here. Man Up, Stand Up, SOS, Stand Up. Community organizations like that. Guns, guns Down, Life Up, Stand Up. GMAC, Stand Up, right? Well, what it is is, yeah, it's a fact, right? This is, this is what we're here to talk about, the, the, what you just asked. There's organizations who, out who know how to deal with that. There's different methods to deal with the violence, right? You should not be fearful of living in your hood. Those who represent the problem in your hood is the, the people we like to address. Those who don't know me, I always say, I'm one of the first bloods in New York City, and I had to change my life because I knew I was living wrong. Those who live in your community, so-called organizations, supposed to protect the community. Women and children are not supposed to die by gunfire. We can talk about it from real level, right? You, you need answers, and the answers is those who know the life, giving you those responses like 500 men said, doing the things like he's doing, money and violence. When I first heard about money and violence, it took me a time to sit down, and I watched it straight through, and I said, I know exactly what he's doing. He's doing the same thing that we're doing from a, a, from a knowledge point that the community, the young people understand, and that's how you got to attack these problems. All right. Well, Lisa, I also wanted to just add something really yeah, quick go to ahead. answer her question. So, come close to it. Sorry. So just to answer your, your question, because I think I understand what you're trying to say. Um, in addition to 
the minority communities having distrust in the police, you also have to utilize the police. Start going to your precinct council meetings. Start going to your precinct community meetings. Get over the fear and also demand that the police come and target areas or problem areas that you may feel may need patrolling. You can't be a prisoner in your own community. You live in this community. Many people cannot afford to move out of the community. That's the reality that we live in um, within New York City. Use the precinct for what they are there to do. The police are there to do their job. You shouldn't live in fear. Communities should start going to their precinct community council meetings, demanding to meet with the captain, demanding to meet with the sergeants, and address some of the problems that's in the community. All right, thank you, thank you very much. You want to say your, you say your first name and your question or comment? My name is Star Miller Law, and I know exactly what is going on in the hood. Listen, I did 10 years, 10 years, came home, changed my life, published a book, and went back to school. Young brothers and sisters, show love to each other, get with these organizations and do something. These organizations can provide you with some resources so that it'll ha you'll have some direction in your life. Get that, because it's just us, okay? It is just us in the hood, and if we are not showing love to each other, we ain't gonna find it nowhere else. It's not gonna fall out the sky, and it may not come from the NYPD, but we have to be organized and show that love to one another. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. What's your name and your question or comment? My name is Dr. Romulus, and I wasn't gonna say anything, you know what I'm saying? But once you start talking about the hood, I feel kind of different, you know what I'm saying? Now my question is, it's not really for the panel. Why do we have to look up to these rappers and emulate their style? Look, I came from Haiti in 19, what, 1985. I grew up on Crown Street and Nostrand. It was a very tough block, you know what I'm saying? You know, people fighting every day. A lot of cracks were being sold. But I came from Haiti with a group of guys, about like 50 of us. I'm not a thug, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a shooter. I came from that environment. I know about Jay-Z. I know about Papoose. I know about all them dudes. But I don't want that route, you know what I'm saying? When I go somewhere in a hospital, if they don't know me, they think I'm a thug, but once I pull out my ID, the whole hospital shut. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with promoting that? You know what I'm saying? And that's my problem, man. You know what I mean? I wasn't gonna say anything, but I live that stuff every day, every single day, and I see it, it's all fake. You know what I'm saying? These kids need real people in their life, man, like I had. All right, doctor, thank you very much, and, and thank you for being here as a positive role model and also, also making that point. I'm gonna come back here, let me get to uh, some, some, some of the youth here. You got a question or comment for our guest? Yeah, I just got a question. Um, my name is Sledge, I'm a violence interrupter supervisor at GMAC, and I just wanna say like, it ultimately comes down to if you really wanna change your life, like what you really want for yourself, because we could say change young brother, change young sister, and really have no you know, really right direction for them to go, but if it's all within yourself, like if you wanna do something, like you're gonna do it like at the end of the day. So that's, that's just what I gotta say. But what, what plays the, what's the most important factor in making the right choice, the choice is not, that's not gonna end up behind bars or with your debt, or somebody else dead? But it, again, it goes to you, like do you want that for yourself? Do you want? Do you want this or do you want that? That's that's basically what that's how I see it. All right, Julius. Lisa, Wilson, I, 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 I just oh. like to say something as well. Um, I think that what's missing as well is the re-education of not just the kids but the parents, because a lot of parents don't realize that <laughs> children are actually supposed to get two educations. One is from school and one is from the home. 
you know, school is supposed to teach kids the basics, reading, writing, math, but life is supposed to be taught at home. And I think the parents are leaving that out so the kids are left to learn life in the streets from their friends and, you know, from all these other um, factors of the environment. Yeah, what, what do you think about that? What's your first name and how old are you? Um, Josh, I'm 17. I was gonna say, um, I think a big problem too is like, uh, as well as like poverty, because we all know that's a big problem. But like, when um, like gentrification start happening, and then like people end up homeless because they can't afford their own home, or end up like in some like, end up on the streets or something. So they end up poor, and everybody's trying to survive. So they gonna do what they gotta do. You gotta, you know, affordable housing and all that stuff. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. What's your What's your situation? You mean like like in in terms of feeling how are you feeling about violence? I mean, I, it happens every day. Like I'm just I'm used to it. You're used to it at 17. Yeah. And is it a stress factor for you when you're going around? Not really. But you just use it's just part of life. Just yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean it shouldn't it shouldn't get to like guns and all that stuff. But if people gotta settle something. That's it. Like, they, it shouldn't have to escalate to shooting each other or taking a life. Yeah, Lisa, I just want to say that that young man is suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. He is walking around. He just said that everything is okay. He doesn't care about the guns. He doesn't care about the bullets. He doesn't hear anything. I, I understand what he's saying. I know you might think that I'm taking it to a little extreme, but this is serious. And this is what happens when we subject our kids to this type of violence and images every day. The last thing I want to say is to the brother But don't the adults have to take responsibility the, That's what for I was getting this? ready to say. The instead, adults, of, instead of condemning the teens, instead of Exactly. They have to be inclusionary in the solution. If you're not part of the, uh, the solution, you're part of the problem. The last thing I want to say is well, that so we have to... He just sounds like he's just trying to maintain. He's trying to maintain. So we have to undergird that brother. We have to bring him into the fold, and we have to introduce him and show him different things. Because he should not be afraid. And I'm not saying that you're afraid, young brother, but he should not be used to, as we would say, violence. That's unheard of. The last thing I want to say is that we have to have knowledge of self. That brother's a doctor. Every time somebody has a heart attack, they should, they should thank Vivian Thomas. Every time you cross the street, you should thank a black man because he created the traffic light. Every time you think about a person that can't read or write, it's a, it's a doggone shame because we created the first written form of communication and hieroglyphics. I don't understand. If we know who we are, we will act different. Yeah. Aristotle, Socrates, that came from Africa. The elected officials, the elected system that you are currently involved in, that came from the, ten, the kingdom of Timbuktu. We got to inform our kids who they are. They are kings and queens, and they should be treated as such. All right. And I, and I also, I also want to also want to say we appreciate as a 17-year-old for him speaking up in, in front of this audience. No question. Give him a hand. Yes. So I think, and, and we want to encourage any other teens, the other teens that are here too, because we, we want to hear from you as well. Okay, I'm coming right over here. All right, what's your question or comment? Hey, um, well, my question is more towards Chris. It's, it's actually stemming off of the young man that just made his statement. My statement is, um, because I got a, me and my friends, we're all um, a bunch of artists. We're a bunch of hip hop artists, and we're all trying, you know, change how the radio um, promotes out certain types of artists and whatnot. And one of my friends, he came up to me one time and he told me he didn't want to rap anymore because he felt like he didn't have enough street rap. Hmm. 
You know, like he, he felt like because he wasn't in a gang and he felt like because he never did any harm to anybody, he felt like he couldn't really get as far as um, his favorite artist like Eminem is in the game right now. So, he, so my question is, do you really need to be that person in order to have a statement in the hip hop community? Right. Uh, let, me, let me have Chris Rivers speak on that because he's yeah. an artist and also there oh. is a lot more diversity in hip hop right now. And then uh, of course I got one eye on the clock. I'm getting the signals from Team Lisa here. Yeah. I also want to keep it focused on our, our theme which is push for peace and yeah. also solutions and what all of us as we walk out of this amazing Brooklyn Borough Hall, one little thing we can all do and you know we're talking about violence in the extreme in terms of gun violence in terms of people losing their lives but there's also violence in our behavior there's violence and rudeness there's violence in people just uh, you know being nasty to each other too so I'm hearing a lot of talk about love which I think is wonderful too but in terms of hip-hop Chris real quick it, it, do you do you have to go that route in order to be a successful rapper? Uh, no, absolutely not. Uh, but similar to what GMAC was saying, and I respect to what you said, brother, um, it's really hard to appeal to a certain audience if you don't cater to that need, you know, which is difficult because if um, most of the people that listen to hip-hop, hip-hop is a, is a cultural thing, and it came from poverty and struggle. You know what I'm saying? So if you're not appealing to that, then it's, it is more difficult unless you, but there is various artists, lots of artists and lots of types of hip-hop that appeal to audiences that aren't growing up in violent situations or like that. And if, and like for me, for instance, I've never been part of a gang. You know what I'm saying? I grew up around it. I've been in my scuffles, and I, I, I fight all the time and stuff like that. Not recreationally, I do MMA boxing and stuff like that. And like I try to, I, I tell people from my heart, honestly, what I see around me and how it could change it and things like that. Like, your, your friend does not need to quit on his dream to abide by what other people right. may think. He needs to pursue his dream 100% and make the world see it in his eyes. So tell, tell your friend not to quit. It's a passion. I, I, I've hit every obstacle and people told me I couldn't do it a thousand times just because I got teeth like this. But I smile bigger than anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you don't need to be... And, and they you remember don't, you too. Yeah, you don't need to be beautiful. Yeah, everyone's beautiful on the inside. You don't need to look the way society tells you. You need to rap the way society tells you. You could be yourself 100% and still make it. Just don't stop. Tell your friend that. All right. Please. And I, I, I want to get a few more success. I think that's an excellent success. I think that's an excellent success tip. And it's Sebastian, I just want to get, get something from you on this too because competing in the NBA, competing as you did throughout your high school career, there were, there were certain things and there's certain things when you do that free summer camp every summer for the kids, the basketball camp, there's certain things you, you tell them. I kind of want to run off what these guys are saying. Go, up, go right ahead. Especially my man right here from Brooklyn. We pointing these kids in, in the direction, we telling them to do good. Like, do the right thing, be positive. But a lot of times, they don't know what that means. They really don't know what that means. So, like the first thing I say, one of the most important things to stop this violence right now is for these kids to have role models. You know what I'm saying? If your role model person that you want to be like is not somebody that's not into violence or into the, uh, the negativity in the streets, then you won't do that. You know, if you, if you want to be a professional basketball player or a doctor, football, whatever you want to be, you know you're not going to go out there and be shooting no guns or getting locked up, doing no drugs. You're going to stay in a certain path. So what I'm saying is we all need to step up and be role models for these kids that's coming behind us. No, and all of you are, and we appreciate you, you being here. Wheel, wheelchairs Against Violence. Want to make a comment? Hi. My name is Yolanda, and I lost my son, Tony Darrell Hinton, July 11, 2014. He was shot nine times and murdered instantly. Now, 
I keep hearing this word community, community, community. I feel like community let me down because my son was a product of the community. Now, I was one of those parents that instilled morals, values, and ethics, and lots of love into my son. And like I said, he was a product of the community. He was getting into things, situations. People knew that my son was being hunted by gang members, Gates and Stuyvesant area. Anyway, when my son was murdered, everybody knew who did it. But nobody wants to say anything. They knew they were hunting him down. Everybody knew me, but nobody called me to tell me that this was gonna happen to my son. But community, they let me down, okay? Well, let's let the community, at least in a show of applause, give you some support right now. We, we, we feel sorry for your loss. And, for, and, I, and I know there are many other people here that have lost loved ones to violence, and our condolences go out to you, our sympathy, our hearts go out to you, and that's one of the reasons why we are all here today and why everybody that's been involved in this whole production has volunteered their time, donated various things, come out to show support. And so I think you should take that at least as a show of support. It'll never make up for the loss of your son by any means, you know, that's, that's the hardest thing a mother can, can go through. But um, at, least, uh, at least know that the people that are here in this room with you right now and that are listening to this broadcast on Hot 97 Street Soldiers have love for you and are showing their support for you and appreciation for what you're, for what you're going through. All right, quick comment. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm from Crown Heights. My name is Theo Island. And I just want to thank everybody for sharing their stories. I want to thank everybody for coming out, some of the celebrities. Um, I'm wearing this T-shirt. This T-shirt says, I am peace. And peace stands for please educate all children equally. That's the acronym for peace. Now, I'm actually doing a tournament in my neighborhood, Crown Heights. I live two blocks from the projects, Eversville Projects. And there's constantly gun violence and shooting in my neighborhood. But I decided to be the change in my neighborhood, so I decided to do this tournament. Now, in the tournament, we use All right, you know, you got 30 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, my brother. That's all right. I just want to thank everybody for coming out, and I just say, let's be the change in the neighborhood we want to see. Not everybody who's my age, I'm 21, is out here wilding. So we're paying attention to people out here. So thank you for Eric Adams. Thank you for everyone for making this possible. Thank you, everyone, for coming out. All right, thank you very much. All right, I, I wish we had more time. We are just about out of time. I just want to give a real quick uh, roundup to all of our panelists. Shanduk, real quick, final word to everybody. Yeah. I mean, What can we all do to push for peace? Reach out, reach out to the community organizations. If you are, if you are, if you a celebrity, man, put your, if you can't put your foot to the ground, put your money to the ground. We need that out here. There ain't no if and bust about that. All right, there it Gangstermackin.com. is. Gangstermackin.com. www. Mac and all the community organizations. Thank you. All right, and they'll all be listed on uh, LisaEvers.com as well. Sebastian Telfair, NBA star, Coney Island Zone. Thank you so much for being with us. Final last word for everybody. Uh, that's why everyone lead by example. You know, things that we all want to see in the community, make sure you taking them steps to do that yourself. Because so, the kids are definitely watching, they're going to do exactly what they see. All right, there it is. Moses, Money and Violence.
Um, what I'd like to say is that uh, for everybody, you know, regardless of whatever we all have been through, don't lose hope because at the end we can definitely bring change and only human hands that can stop you are your own. All right, there it is. Ab Abdullah Green, attorney, final word real quick. You know, Malcolm X said that if one room in your house is dirty, the whole house is dirty. So let's start cleaning up our house from within and automatically everything else will clean up. But we have to start from within. You can contact me at www.agreenlaw.com. But let's start cleaning up our own house. No one's going to do it for us. All right, Chris Rivers, real quick. Yes, uh, I think it's very important. This, I live by this. Be the change you want to see in this world. And that's very important. I got jumped by 15 kids, 15 dudes for stopping a kid for getting robbed. That kid didn't get robbed, but I got jumped. You know what I'm saying? The, the universe doesn't realize good or bad. It realizes action. That's why you got to fight for peace. You got to push for peace. Thanks. All right, we're going to push for peace. Julius, real quick. You got yeah, 30 seconds. Quick, yeah, real quick. Uh, you just ask, have to ask yourself, am I part of the problem or am I part of the solution? There it is. There it is. Are you part of the problem, part of the solution? I'll tell you. I want to thank all of you for coming out to Brooklyn Borough Hall. And we want to give a special shout out and thank you to Brooklyn uh, Borough President Eric L. Adams, his staff, Stefan Ringel, the incredible Bro Hall staff here for making this possible. My incredible Hot 97 Street Soldiers team, executive producer Tone Capone, producer Rose D, production assistants from Melissa Q, from Mia Bell, and also Amber as talent coordinator, Mike Medium on the boards, one and only TJ, our digital support, my whole crew and everybody else that helped us, Matt O, graphic designer, Angel from Mia Sushi, Entree Lifestyle Brands. This is 50 headphones. We have those to give away. 3-in-1 Entertainment for the great job with the balloons. And all of our celebrities who came out to show support, Caesar and Duchess from Black Ink Crew. Uh, we had Amina Butterfly. We had so many people, 500 men making a difference, giving us that ground support as always. So I want to thank everybody for being with us and to all the community organizations who came out to show support to make this year's Push for Peace. We really appreciate it. And I hope that we will continue this every single year and keep it, keep it going on a daily, daily basis. Remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace.